podcast. This is Matt Shalava, and you're listening to the Road to Freedom pod. You can find me on Instagram and Twitter at Matt Shalava, and it is Friday. So it is another week, and we are almost over with the week. Wow, that guy really didn't want to let me over. That's kind of harsh. Um, anyway, yeah, it is Friday, and we are almost out of the week, and it's been a very, very slow week for reselling. So not really too many releases. I haven't really had a boatload of sales. Things have been relatively slow, and that's kind of the mantra that I've seen from a lot of people, which is surprising to me. It's October, it's November, and I listen to a lot of people through podcasting and stuff, and I listen to a lot of people in the group that I'm in, one of the bigger groups that I'm in, and then I just talk to people on Instagram. And it seems like a lot of people are having problems with making sales right now, which is bizarre. It's it's not out of the ordinary, I guess, because it is still early in Q4, but I expected things to pick up a lot quicker than they did. Just listening to some of the other resellers who have been in this for a while talk about it, and then just kind of from my own intuition, you would think that once things start to pick up, and what I had saw last year, um, kind of combining those sorts of things together was something I expected to kind of skyrocket with people being at home, with all sorts of things going on, people wanting to celebrate. I expected Halloween stuff to do much, much better than it did, which is kind of an issue, but you know, we can always figure that out because I bought stuff that can be returned, so that's fine. But it's just you expect things to go one way, and that isn't really always the case with reselling. They usually don't end up working the exact way that you think they will, which is a lot of times for the better and sometimes it's for the worse. So you take the good with the bad and you just keep it moving. But today I went sourcing after work. I had plans of going sourcing yesterday and my day job kind of got in the way of that. I had a lot to do at work with some things going wrong in the plant that I work at. So I stayed late. I just wanted to get home at that point and get some stuff done at home that I'd wanted to do. And I was pretty beat. So Today I went out and got out of work, went, dropped off a East Bay return at the UPS store, which was nice. I bought a bunch of these Jordans from East Bay, kind of trying to test the waters out. I don't know if you've listened to all my podcasts or not, but I talked about, I think a while back, about bad buys. And I jumped the gun on thinking they were a good buy and jumped the gun on thinking they were a bad buy. And so it's interesting to me because perspectives change as sales are made, and for me, I, I bought, I'll just kind of break it down. So Adidas had a huge sale after Damian Lillard had a humongous game in the bubble. So we're talking a while ago because I think that was in September. And I think he had like a 64-point game, 63-point game, something around that. And so they dropped the price of each of his Dame 6 shoes down to $64. Now, this is kind of a savvy move on their part as well because the Dame 7s were about to come out. They realized they had all these shoes in stock and, you know, what are we going to do with them? We need to get the price lower, put them on sale. This is a great time. There's a lot of hype around Dame. People are people are excited about Dame, so we're going to push the price down and get some sales and get all this inventory out. So they did a good job. What they also did during that time was they had a percent off. I think it was 20% off or 25. It was 25% off for everything spent over like a hundred bucks. It was crazy. So I ended up buying, I think 14 pairs of shoes. Rakuten was running a 10% off sale as well. So I ended up getting each of these pairs of shoes after everything was said and done. I think I got them for like 40, 45 bucks, something like that. So pretty good deal on the shoes to be quite frank. I got a lot of money off of them. And I have sold several pairs of them. I sold, I got four pairs of the Pusha T Dame collab. I sold three pairs and actually sent an extra pair into StockX, which is a bummer. 
but I sold three pairs of those, and then I've sold, I believe, three pairs of the Dame. So maybe I didn't get as many pairs as I thought. I think I got about ten pairs, ten, like ten pairs of them. So I've sold three pairs of the Dame uh, six McDonald's collab. I've sold three pairs of those in size eight and a half, and then I think I got a size nine, and I sold that pair as well. So I'm doing really well with those. I mean, they ended up being about 40 bucks, 45 bucks a pair, and after everything said and done, I think I ended up selling them each for somewhere between 100 to 140 bucks a pair. Most of them, the eight and a halfs are going near 100. I'm probably profiting after they're said and done about 50 to 60 bucks a pair. So really, really really good margins on those. I mean, we're talking about double ups and when you can get double ups in bulk and they are not just $10, $20 double ups, they're $50 double ups, you're doing really well. And so that's that's how I feel about that buy. I wish I'd, I mean, I wish I'd cleaned house with them. I, I really do. I, I'm doing really well with those shoes and that's how these sneaker resellers do it that do bulk shoes from the outlets, that do them from sites like Foot Locker and Finish Line and and go into these mall stores and go into these Ross and Marshalls and discount stores. They they do that because they know that if I buy enough sneakers and I have enough in stock and I sell them at a rate where I can cash flow my business, I will make a killing when these things begin to sell. And so they have a bunch of shoes in back stock and then they have a bunch of shoes that sell every day. So when they have enough inventory, the shoes that are selling every day makes up for the amount that they're spending and they're making a really good amount of money. So it's it's a really smart, savvy move by them. I, I think that they are making a killing on it. I really do. And I really love watching them kind of operate. It's something that I'd love to try sometime. But right now I'm just kind of running around doing some RA. And today... I went sourcing after work, like I said, and it was a bit of a, I it was a bit of a letdown. I'm in a good mood because I walked into Walmart hoping to look for some sports cards. There are always sports cards at, well, you never know when they're going to restock sports cards at Walmart. There's always supposed to be sports cards and then people come buy them out. So I was looking for some cards and stuff today and um, I went in there and did not find any. And so I had some things I had to pick up for personal. I think I have to change my oil this weekend. So I went to pick up that, and as I was walking out, there's an Office Depot, or an Office Max, one of the two, right next to Walmart. And I walked over and saw that they were going out of business. So that's a huge, like, like I guess, like, a huge, like, light bulb goes off in your head when you see that kind of stuff, because that is a deal to be had. And each of these going out of business sales is, like, a retail arbitrage garage sale, if you will. People are trying to clear inventory. People are trying to get out of stuff. And I went in there. I have been retail arbitraging, if you want to call it that, I guess. I haven't been sourcing for retail arbitrage in a very long time in the area that I was in. I probably should have went earlier. I probably could have got some really good deals on like printer ink and stuff. Like These are the things you want to take whenever you go into an office depot. Um, when they're going out of business, you want to not actually take them, but like buy them, and you want to be able to get these at a bulk deal. And so... They didn't have any printer ink left. They had some good deals on like shipping supplies, like a big, like they had like a Dymo 400 pound scale with the the little like um, weighing, the thing that shows you the weight, like separate from that. So you could like put whatever you want on the scale and stuff, like some really good stuff that was put on kind of clearance, but it really wasn't clearance because I was looking at prices on Amazon and they were competitive with what Office Depot is pricing things out at. And so it's very easy to see why Office Depot went out of business. They can't overcharge for everything anymore like they always did. And so places like Amazon come in, open up the market to not just these big um, 
regular known brands, but they also let in a bunch of private label brands as well. And that's how you end up getting a competitive price on Amazon because there's so many different brands to choose from. It's kind of daunting a little bit. I mean, sometimes I just want to go on there, buy the name brand and get off because it's there's so many options sometimes and like sometimes and it's it's kind of overwhelming when you go you search for anything just go type whatever you want camera or or you know if you want a nice camera and go type camera into Amazon and see what the heck pops up because I can't I can't fathom what the search results will pop up with but they're going to be a ton of cameras that pop up so it's it's hard sometimes to narrow down your search I oftentimes wish that they had a little bit better reign on trying to direct you to the product you're looking for not just every product that you can find on their page and they do a decent job with that with their Amazon's choice and stuff but really the Amazon's choice is just some sort of conglomeration of which has the most reviews and which gets bought the most and and they're figuring okay this gets bought the most doesn't get returned that often and has a lot of reviews that must be a product that customers like and that's probably a pretty good indicator so I, I do imagine that's how they do it it's not anything for certain but any any sort of person would imagine it would be something similar to that they'd be trying to figure out through the data which ones are the best ones to direct customers towards but sometimes I just go on there and it's overwhelming because there's so many products so for me I I do sometimes like the the just few selection kind of thing but it does work out for prices because that competitively prices things on Amazon so Anyway, all that to say, Office Depot is going out of business because and I don't think all of them are. Just a lot of them have been going out of business across the country in the last few years, mainly because they're overpriced and they, they never adjusted. Their website is trash because I've I've bought several things on their website before and it's not really like it's very it's like not user friendly and it's very sluggish. Like imagine websites five years ago when you went to go buy something online, it was almost a hassle because every website like owned by a retail store was just not really that well kept. It was hard to navigate, things were sluggish. Now you see stores like Best Buy, Walmart, Target making fairly, Target site's a little bit slow sometimes. And there's a lot of reasons for why it's probably slow right now, but Walmart's site is very, very quick and they're doing a good job competing with Amazon. They're not really making a lot of headway with the market, but they do have a good site and, and Office Depot never adjusted. That's something that we need to think about as well because as resellers, we often get ourselves pin, like pinholed into a, a, a section of reselling where we're in one niche and you know, forbid anything happens to that niche because if it did, we'd be screwed. And oftentimes what you see is things change. If you're really heavy into 90s stuff right now, like you're gonna have your window and you're crushing it. But if you get into the next few years, 90s stuff may go out of style and it may start to go into 2000s. Like that's gonna be a thing. People are gonna look back to what was going on in the 2000s. Even though the 90s was kind of an amazing time, uh, the 2000s are going to be the same thing for that next generation. So it's going to be something that that's a small example, but it's going to be something where you always need to adapt your your reselling kind of the way you resell and um, and just kind of keep moving with that. Because in, in all honesty, it's really not something where you're, you're just stagnant. You need to keep adjusting, need to keep making things work for you and, and need to meet keep making things work for the market that you're in. So that to say, I went in there and you know, all that to say, I went into Office Depot today and I walked around and looked for stuff and they didn't have a ton, but I did happen to find a few things that were underpriced and I did scoop one of them up because I've been looking for this personally just for my business and I also can resell it. I don't think I'm going to because I didn't see any prices nearly as good as the one I found today. 
but I went in there and they had a scanner and not just any scanner but one of the like paper fed scanners that you can put multiple papers through so I've been doing a lot of research on these things believe it or not 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 a ton but probably like an hour's worth and these scanners not a lot of them can be multi-paper fed at one time so it's kind of a bummer because you know you want to feed all your receipts or whatever you want to feed through these things at once and they're all just kind of stuck there and it's like a, you know you got to feed them one by one and they don't do double-sided and all this other stuff this scanner from what i could tell does everything that i wanted it to it took multiple papers at a time so i can put multiple invoices multiple receipts scanned in it is a pretty good resolution it's a good it's a decent brand it's a brother scanner i like brother i've used their printers and stuff they never give me really any issues and and so it was a really good deal now the the thing is it was priced at 50% off and they had it priced competitively to start which is good because they usually aren't and so it was priced at i think 280 and then 50% off of that, I think it was 139. So yeah, yeah, 140. So it was priced at 50% off and it was something I've been looking for. I looked up the comps on eBay. These things are going for like 280 to 300. So even if I want to flip it, it's a really, really good flip for new in box and that's what it was. But then I was walking around, I did a couple loops around the store and I've heard tons of people talk about these liquidation sales and these going out of business sales. And for me, it was kind of like, was kind of like nervous a little bit thinking like I don't want to screw this up I don't want to go in here and like miss something so I I was kind of cautious took my time walked around a few times really took inventory of the store and the one thing I did find was a one of those like uplift desks now it wasn't like the brand up, uplift but if you don't know what that is it's an electric desk that lifts up and down so you can like stand and sit all you know in the one desk and and they're really nice I had one of my internship when I worked at an intern I had an internship my junior year of college so they're really really nice desks and I walked in there and I was like oh my gosh this thing's priced pretty decent and so I ended up going and I talked to the guy and the one thing you want to do with these things is always ask them if there is room for wiggle or room to move on the object at all and he was kind of nice he's like hey man like I don't I don't really have the power to do that but I'll direct you to my manager and so the manager came over and he was very blunt he was like you know, 10% off is the most I can do on this. It's already 50, it's already 40% off. I can't do it anymore. I'm like, okay, like that's, that's fine. Like whatever. So additional 10% off. I didn't know if he meant of the retail price or of the regular price. Either way, it was going to be much higher than I had wanted it to be. And so that really wasn't going to work for me. And I was like, okay, so I'll pass on this for now because he said next Thursday, they're going to drop the prices down by another 10%. So if he takes 10% off of that, it'll drop down to 300 bucks. It was like $600 desk. And then I'd be able to get the additional 10% off of that. And that would either be 270 or 240, depending on if they take it off the original price or the knocked down price. So that's something that I, I was super pumped about. Hopefully it ends up working out. Now, somebody could go in there and buy that desk, but it's just something where I've been wanting one of those for a while. And I almost bought one a couple days ago. One went on sale on Home Depot and it really wasn't even that good of a deal. It was like 50% off of the normal price, but it was still too much. And I almost pulled the trigger on it, but I didn't. So I was happy about that because that's something that I'm looking for. And so it's kind of a tough thing because I like to make money when I go out. I don't like to spend money and it's something hard for me. I, I work at a business where they, in my, my day job, the business that I work at does not spend a lot of money on the business. It's, it's just, they don't. And so it's different for me because I need to, for me, I want to invest in my own business. And that's kind of the mindset I had, investing in your own business. And then I go there and I've been watching that. And quite frankly, it's kind of pushed me more to invest in my own business, even though I feel a little bit more string, like stingy because I don't 
I don't spend that much money on things at work if I don't need to. So in my regular, like my personal business, it's sometimes like pushing myself, okay, you got to spend this money because this is something that's going to help you out in the long run. Even though it's not going to directly make you money, I'm going to save 130 bucks on that scanner that I bought. It's like a $280 scanner. So 140 bucks, like that's a really good deal for me. So that's what I ended up doing. I ended up buying that today. And then I went to Marshall's. I went to, I was in Walmart. I went to Office Depot and I went to Target and did not find anything. So it's just, you have that sometimes. You have these days where you go into stores and things are dry. And I think that the, the I just think that I'm not sourcing enough. I mean, that's really it. If I want to hit at Marshall's and Target and Walmart, it's an everyday sort of thing. And so probably going to be ratcheting that up a little bit as things get a little bit more heated here, as more items hit the stores, as more things pick up and resell, I'm going to be doing, uh, going out and trying to pick them up. I don't do the thing where people go out and try and project, hey, this item is going to do really well because so many times I'm wrong about things that are even like that are out now. Like I'm, I'm wrong about a projection of what something's going to sell for based on the comps that I see currently in the current time. I, I can't imagine trying to project what something's going to sell for in a month from now. Like, I just can't imagine that. I, it would be it would be crazy. Other than something like sneakers, which are like a guarantee for me, I usually know exactly, you know, this is going to go up because it's very limited. Or But you don't know with these toys and stuff like that. You don't know when they're going to restock. You don't know what the manufacturers have been doing. Probably they're going to sell out and they're not going to have enough stock. But you don't know if they're going to project more than they had and now every Walmart and Target is flooded with the Ryan's World's piggy banks like happened last year. I remember that. I, I listened to Pure Hustle Podcast and Orlando was talking about getting the Ryan's World piggy banks. I remember when those came out. I bought five or six of them and two of them arrived in the mail completely busted open. I don't know what the what the person that delivered them was doing. Literally looked like they kicked them like straight off the FedEx truck and into my garage door. And then the other four were in perfect shape, but I looked at the prices and people, by the time they had gotten to my house, people were selling them for under retail. I, it does not make any sense to me why they would do that, but that's what they were doing. Free shipping, under retail. I was kind of flabbergasted by it, to be honest, but it is how things go. If they make way too much of an item, it's going to sit there and people are going to find out when they buy up a bunch thinking this is going to sell out tonight and it's still in stock the next three days and nobody, it didn't sell out. It's still in stock for the next week. And now it's, you know, what do I do? I, I, I got, I got like 40 of these things. I can't sell them all. So now what? And so people tank the price out and stuff. It's just, it's very difficult to try and project things like that. So for me, I don't really dabble in that too much unless it's something that I know very well. Toys and kids' toys is not something I know that well. It should be something that I learn because it's always really hot. I mean, that that really should be something. I'm putting that down on my list, actually. That's something that I need to work on because think about it. If you knew if you knew hot kids' toys, like uh, the, the, the next toy that's going to be big, which kids know this. They're, they're kids. They, they know what they want. And so if you knew what the next big toy was going to be or you knew what sorts of things were kind of going to sell well because you could get into the mind of, you know, this is what I would want for Christmas if I was in this age range. If you could do that, you would dominate your year just based off of Q4. Q4 is an amazing time to sell. I know we're not selling a ton right now, but things are going to have to turn at some point. People aren't just going to not buy stuff for Christmas. So it's going to hit at some point. And if you knew the 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 toy market so well that you could go start a toy business and like make your own toys that's how well you know it that's how much knowledge you have of what toys are going to sell well 
you would make a killing based off of this. So I'm for sure going to put that on my list of things to learn because that in itself, Q4 is a crazy time. There's a lot of businesses that run themselves very red until Q4 rolls around. They absolutely smash in Q4 and they go super, super green and they go very positive. And so that's that's somewhat of a model for some of these department stores and some of these stores that are kind of like a, a, a Walmart or a Target and stuff. They, they make money all year, but like some of these other stores, some of these department stores, they've been doing that for a while where they just run red and then as soon as Q4 hits, that's their time to make the most money possible and they absolutely smash and they make a killing. So it is something that you could do. I mean, if you really dedicated a year to, to toys and, and what's going to be hot this fourth quarter, you would make an absolutely crazy amount of money. So just keep that in mind. I'm, I'm keeping that in mind right now. I never really thought of it that way before, but I mean, with what's coming out this year, the, the PlayStations, the Xboxes, the the all these sorts of electronics, like I'm set up to make good money. I'm not set up to kill it because I didn't buy enough. I didn't have enough, you know, credit cards and stuff like that and a whole slew of things that didn't go the way that I'd hoped. But there's all sorts of reasons why you could crush it in Q4. And that's what I'm looking at. I'm looking at here's here's where I think I should spend my money, which a few business purchases, those are good. I'm going to be able to write those off as tax write-offs because they will be business purchases bought with business money and all that kind of stuff. But for for me, I'm trying to spend it as wisely as I can. And until I see that item, which it'll come up, they always do. When I see that item, I'm going to go after it. And so that's what hopefully is going to work for me this year. And I'm going to keep looking. I'm going to keep sourcing. This is the busy time. This is the time where we get to go source and have a lot of fun. And finally, they're playing Christmas music in stores. Some of you may think that's too early. But for me, people are just happy when they hear it. At least generally, they're happy unless they either don't like Christmas or they're, you know, whatever those Scrooge is. And so it's a good time to go source and just kind of be out there. And unless you, you don't want to go out, I get that. Like, but if you want to go source, it's a good time. So that being said, hopefully you guys can make a lot of money this year. Go out tomorrow. Go out and source. That's what I'm going to be planning on doing at some point this weekend, hopefully. Maybe go and get a lot done with my business just on the back end of stuff, get some stuff organized, and then go out and source and see what I can come up with. But that's my plan. Nothing too crazy. Just trying to get ready for the releases next week and getting myself prepped up. And we'll see what ends up happening with those, and then we'll kind of go after it then. So that being said, I'm going to go. You guys have a good rest of your Friday. It's Friday night. Enjoy it. Live it up. Work on your business. Whatever makes you happy, go do it. But I'm going to go home and get some stuff done. You guys have a good rest of your day, and I'll talk to you tomorrow with another podcast. Peace.